tonight at 10. It's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 606. It is 63 degrees in downtown Boise as we get underway with a uh, week starting on a Monday. Really sucks. Yeah. Just getting used to that whole uh, four-day work week thing last week, and then BAM! Although we do have another uh, four-day work week coming up, don't we? Oh. Uh, what is it? Fourth of July? Is it? June, Juneteenth. Oh, Juneteenth. That's Juneteenth right. Juneteenth comes up uh, yeah, in just a couple of weeks. Officially is 19th, but uh, we get it on a Monday. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be a, a three-day uh, weekend on the way in a couple of weeks. Gotcha. I like it during this time the of year. And then the 4th of July is shortly after that. Yeah. Falls on a Tuesday this year, which kind of sucks. And then my birthday is in August. Uh, Do we get a that month, day off? Um, no. Oh. But it's a month in which there are just no holidays whatsoever. <laughs> that is true. Although, I mean, it's probably like, you know, National uh, Peach Cobbler Day or something like that. I mean, you know, those holidays exist every holiday. day, but there, there aren't any federal holidays. Yeah, not a federal holiday, which you, you kind of have that also um, happening you know, up up until Memorial Day, you have a couple of months where we, you have to work five-day work weeks for, you know, over two months. <sighs> Drudgery. I know. We need, we need the federal government. That's the next thing. Now that the budget ceiling has been increased or basically uh, eliminated. Everything will be all right from now on. Until um, 2025. Now, maybe we can start working on a federal holiday in between um, March and May. 2025, who cares? It's like a year and a half from now. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about this this morning. But uh, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, uh, did avert crisis, at least what some people claimed would be a crisis beginning today as he signed the uh, deal to basically do away with the debt ceiling until January of 2025. Now, there are still some problems ahead where um, some of the agreements that we have within the uh, budget and deals that they have within the budget could cause a government shutdown still before the next debt ceiling. But uh, there's going to be a lot of talk on uh, budget spending and all that before the uh, next increase. And, And the part that will be really amazing is to see how a brand new Congress and possibly a new president can all work together because they put this off until the ne- after the next election, which is kind of a good deal, so that you don't have to worry about people using it as um, maybe they don't feel a certain way, but because they want to be elected, they say things a certain way, even though they might not agree with it. And we saw some of that in this well, particular this, this instance. This probably won't get rid of that. Well, we saw some of this in this particular instance, I think. You have uh, all of Idaho's contingent except for Simpson, who voted no. Simpson voted yes. Now, part of that reasoning, as some people believe, and we talked about this last week, was because once you're sure crisis has been averted, then you can vote no and say, look, this is what I did for you guys. My question would be, if you were the deciding vote on whether or not the the government was going to shut down or not, would you still have have voted no? What would you have voted as the deciding vote? I can pretty much guarantee that, I don't know for sure, but I'm 99.9% sure that every one of the people who voted no, if it hadn't had passed so easily... 99.9 is pretty sure. Pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty, pretty sure that if you are the vote that would decide whether or not the government defaults 
or not, you probably would vote yes. But Lauren you know. Bubber would have still voted no. Think so? Yeah, well, she didn't even show up to vote. So well, she, then, did, she didn't register a vote at all. Well, good. Her vote didn't even she, count. She wrote about that on Twitter and said she really, really doesn't like the deal. Well, you know, she does have a lot more important stuff going on right now. She is, you know, going through a divorce. So, the, you know. Oh, well, that's true. So that's probably the only thing she cares about as of right now. I didn't think of it as more important, but it could be more personally <laughs> important to her, I suppose. Yeah, it might be. I mean, for, for something that big, you know, why were you not showing up for the vote? Well, right? it was, she said it was a, a form of protest. She said so after the fact, but in, in fact, that's what she said. So. I know this vote is going to easily pass, so I'm going to protest it. Is not voting a, a, form, a better form of protest than voting no? <laughs> no, I think voting no is a better form. <laughs> I mean, good grief. Uh, yeah, that, that makes not a lot of sense, necessarily. Um, other things we're going to be uh, talking about today, we do have to give a little bit of an update. To be fair, because we criticized Mayor Lauren McLean, Boise City Council, because of the uh, Boise Police Oversight Director. They had three finalists, and they hired none of them. And we're like, wow, what a waste of time and money that was. Unless and, it was a good decision. Well, not necessarily a good decision, but in this instance, they had no choice. And so in being fair about that... Um, one of the people, the person that they wanted to hire, turned down the job. Mm-hmm. A second person who was uh, considered to be the second choice got hired for another job. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. You know, I, I, I know it's not really a position where you're going to get independently wealthy within a year. No. Well, it is interesting. I, I don't know why when they released the fact that, you know, that they made a choice not to hire any of the three. Why did, why did it take so long to put out the actual information of our first choice turned us down, our second choice got another job, and our third choice, for whatever reason, they chose not to. They had to wait until they got roundly criticized of wasting time and money because it sounded like they just didn't choose anybody. You know, Maybe I mean? they weren't expecting to get roundly criticized because they assumed that most people really wouldn't care. <laughs> well, those people uh, that would have assumed that nobody cared really hasn't been paying attention to how much people care over the last year with, with all this news uh, about the police oversight job because the previous person was fired. So I, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows mm. the reasoning why they didn't release it in the first place? But, yeah, they were, they were criticized, and in all fairness, we have to say, all right, um, you know, we they they actually didn't just waste time right, and right. money on this. They actually did the process, and they, they offered the job to two people. Had, neither had of them wanted to take yeah. it, as it turned out. Now, uh, I have to say that uh, as one of those jobs, the, the second person ended up taking a similar job in Oakland. I think I'd rather have a job. The, it, knowing what I know about Oakland, and I lived down there f- close to Oakland for a time, visited Oakland a few times, I think I'd rather have the Boise job. I don't know that much about Oakland, except that uh, I think police work in Boise would uh, be a tad less stressful than it is in Oakland. I'm yeah. just guessing. You've also got a much prettier place Oakland's to a major, live. major city, after all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, those are some of the things we're going to be talking about today. Um, also, uh, not real good news if you're an Idaho Steelheads fan. And of course, we'll be covering that in uh, sports here this morning. And we had said Friday we would have tickets if they did indeed turn home, back home. Mm-hmm. However, uh, 
the reason why we it's, thought they might not turn back home is different than what might actually be the it's, reason. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not looking like it. Uh, speaking of that, let's get a uh, check on sports. Get underway with our first update of the morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. We're going to be there in two weeks. I am so excited. New menu and a new soup they will de- be debuting for our hometown breakfast in two weeks. So make plans to join us at Pork Belly and Cuna. They're open up every day beginning at 7 a.m., seven days a week. Pork Belly, downtown Cuna. Sunday in Boise, game two of the Kelly Cup Finals. The Steelheads trailing one game to nothing to the Florida Everblades. And it was one heck of a comeback. Register scoops it up. Right wing through the right circle. Down to the right wing corner. Out in front. Miziak finds it. He scores! That's one. A power play goal from Justin Miziak. Cuts the Idaho deficit down to two with 4.24 to go in period three. And then just 20 seconds later. Out through center. Pelton Bice will deliver it back on in. We'll keep an eye on Adam Scheel. Head coach Everett Sheen near him, left circle, far circle, Pellin Bice, he scores! Oh baby, buckle up folks, it's a one goal game, 4-0-3 to go in regulation, Pellin Bice buries it! It was a comeback that fell just short though, there was an empty netter by the Everblades with about 30 seconds left in the game and that sealed it up, final score 5-3, to and the Everblades lead the Kelly Cup Finals two games to nothing now with games three, four, and five all back in Florida. The next game, game three, will be Wednesday. Uh, game time is 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time. You can hear that game on the ticket. I'm Rick Worthington. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 623, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in and being a part of our show. As usual, you can even be more of a part of our show by participating. That is always encouraged and easy to do, too. You can uh, call us up, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com, or you can uh, text us, which, by the way, is our... Same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Have an update uh, from you on a story that uh, we talked about here on News Talk KBOI and a lot of people talked about uh, after video was shown of a Meridian police officer seen punching a suspect repeatedly. It was put on social media, and uh, we have an update on that story from the Meridian Police Department. Meridian's police chief said the officer who punched a 31-year-old man at least half a dozen times acted within policy. Donald Haida, who joined the department in April 2021, was captured in a video repeatedly striking Colt James Seward in the face and head as Haida and another officer, Sean McDonald, detained and arrested Seward. The chief confirmed that both Haida and McDonald were involved in the arrest and that Haida was the one who struck Seward and that both Haida and McDonald did not violate the department's policy. 
On May 16th, police said they located Seward in his 2014 Dodge Challenger, passed out in traffic near the intersection of North 10 Mile Road and West Eustick Road in Meridian. Seward, whose vehicle was on, was unconscious in the driver's seat reclined, the car in gear and his foot on the brake. Seward was arrested and later charged with driving under the influence along with other drug-related counts, battering a law enforcement officer, resisting arrest and unlawful possession of a firearm by someone with a prior felony conviction. So the story um, still leaves a few questions unanswered. I mean, it still seems weird that you have a uh, suspect who was repeatedly hit and that that was okay with policy. Now, the statement from the Meridian Police Department goes into a little more detail than what the uh, story there did. Quoting here from the Meridian Police Department, every use of force is unpleasant and complicated, never looks like it does in a controlled environment like training in a mat room or on TV. However, what seems to lead up to the incident was our officer's empathy for a suspect who, because he had broad shoulders, led our officer to place two sets of handcuffs on him in order to minimize discomfort for the suspect. In other words, this suspect took advantage of the officer's kindness. We support our officers in this use of force, and I will emphasize these incidents don't happen if the suspect cooperates or at least complies with an officer's lawful commands. Meridian Police Department is dedicated to providing the best service we can, but we need the public cooperation and assistance to make this happen. The suspect is currently charged with numerous crimes, and we will not be releasing any body-worn camera footage until those cases have been adjudicated, unquote. In a lot of the cases where a policeman is uh, videotaped repeatedly hitting somebody, quite often uh, what you don't hear is that they're yelling, you know, stop, you know, stop trying to get up. Mm-hmm. Well, as, and this as the person continually is trying to like move to get out of the way. And they're saying, basically, if you stop moving, I will stop hitting you. And that was part of the problem with this video that was released by uh, someone on social media is you only saw from the point of when the police officer was hitting the person. You didn't see what led up to it. You saw nothing except that. So, so I mean, you can say the video, even though it's true, was taken out of context. Mm, There was no context whatsoever. Right. So you just you just saw the video and then people filled in the context with their own going, oh, this should never happen. And. You know, the other point of that, and some people brought this up when we talked about it when it after it happened, was, you know, do we know, was the suspect completely being compliant and doing what the police had told him, or was he, you know, resisting arrest? Well, it sounds like he was resisting arrest. Now, granted, he has not gone to trial on any of these right. charges as of yet. Here's the, here's the other thing. In- so everything should be prefaced with the word allegedly. Mm-hmm. This person probably would not be in trouble had he not been drunk in his car with the keys in the ignition and his foot on the brake because that caused the brake to be on. You could tell he was passed out. If And I say this because I, I have friends and also family members who have you know gone to a bar and said, all right, I can't drive. They were smart enough to go, I can't drive, and they have a pickup, and they put the keys in the back of the pickup. And it, it, this was happened to my brother. My brother was sleeping in the car because he knew he couldn't drive. Right. The police came up, knocked on his window, and got up, and they wanted to arrest him for drunk driving because he was in the car and could possibly drive. However, my brother said, how am I able to drive with no keys? 
And and they said, where well, your keys are in your pocket. He goes, no, they're not. He goes, I knew I was drunk. I knew it would be illegal to get behind the wheel with the keys. So my keys are in the back of the pickup bed so that I can't get to them. They had to let him go because he physically could not drive and was smart enough to know that, you know, he couldn't have the keys in the vehicle. That's pretty good thinking for a drunk guy. So there's, there's, uh, and you don't even have to be completely out of your mind drunk just to, to be getting a drunk a ticket for driving drunk. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, how many times over your lifetime and you read about, oh, he thought he was perfectly fine. No, he was at point one oh or point oh nine, which is above the legal limit. Mm-hmm. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. What do you think uh, about this and the uh, release by the Meridian Police Department? Uh, if you want to weigh in, feel free. You can call us up or email. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 641. 63 degrees in downtown Boise. Chance for uh, you today to uh, pick yourself up a $50 gift certificate to La Peep coming up. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. We'll let you start working on that coming up here in 20 minutes. And a uh, chance to win that coming up after 8 o'clock today. If you want to lock in your speed dial, 208-336-3700. Also, a reminder, there are two more hometown breakfasts uh, coming your way. Uh, we've got one this week and then one next week. For our springtime hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Uh, we were at the Griddle last week and uh, standing room only there for a time. Mm, yeah. There was a uh, wait for people to get in, uh, but they were very quick on the service. People didn't have to wait very long. We'll see if we can do the same thing at the Griddle this weekend. We're at another location of the Griddle, which doesn't hurt my feelings one <laughs> bit. <laughs> No, that's true. Uh, we're at if the it's as good as last week, everything will be great. Well, and so far we had the, we've been to the Griddle and Eagle, which yeah. is fantastic. Griddle and Nampa, which was equally as fantastic. Uh, this week we're going to be at the Griddle in Meridian, and this is located at twenty three ten Overland Road by the Majestic Theater. All your breakfast favorites. And we have another chance for you to win Dirk Bentley concert tickets or Lindsey Sterling tickets, who will be at the Idaho Center for their August shows. Every hour on location, you'll have a chance to uh, win one of those. Like I said, we'll be giving those away all morning long coming up here this coming Friday at the uh, Griddle. Um, you had the chicken fried steak. Mm-hmm. And? Oh, I approve. You approve of the chicken fried steak? I, I may do it again. Um, for the first time ever, I had uh, pecan crepes smelled good it was really really good Uh, and of course you got to love a place that the first thing when you show up even before they open they bring you a plate of bacon yeah that's true we didn't even ask they they just knew that we loved bacon as if we'd mentioned it before they brought us a huge plate of bacon crispy and delicious all their food is great uh huge thank you to the staff also um there at uh the nampa griddle um just Amazing staff. Mm-hmm. They were really, really good. Uh, and not just our table. I mean, everybody's table. You could tell that. Le- Leroy and Janessa. Yep. Uh, did a fabulous job. Well. So thank you uh, for hosting us. Thank you to Kenny at Cloverdale Plumbing, who once again showed up for breakfast. It was great to see him again. And once again, make plans to join us coming up here this coming Friday for another hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Um, speaking of hometown breakfasts, you can start making your plans. You got this week and then next week. Game two of the NBA. We will be at Pork Belly in Cuna. 
next week. Now, they're opening up, uh, as they usually do, for breakfast on the way here in just 15 minutes. You want to get in, you can also get through their coffee drive through Now, it's good for the drive through for coffee or drinks, but here's the thing. If you want to order in advance, you can't order at the window, but if you want to order in advance, call your order in. You can pick up breakfast through the coffee drive-up without even going inside, but you've got to call and order in yeah. advance to take advantage of, of that. But get into Pork Belly and CUNA. They open up 15 minutes from right now. Game two of the NBA Finals in Denver with the Nuggets up one game to nothing. And the Miami Heat playing very strong late in the fourth quarter. 95-91, Heat lead down to four, 6-19 left. Bam Adebayo looking to pass on top, goes to Lowry well outside the three-point line. Shot clock dips under 10. Lowry to his left. Feeds the roller out of bio. Sends it out to Butler in the corner. Butler drives the baseline right. Short jumper's good, and he's fouled. Jimmy Butler a chance for three. But the Nuggets would come back, and the Heat would need to make one more final push in the late moments of the game. Seven seconds to shoot. Lowry runs. KCP through a screen. Hits the rolling out of bio for a two-hand stump. Out of bio set a tremendous screen, and then rolled to the bucket and a chance for three. The call on ESPN Radio, the Heat came back and beat the Nuggets 111-108 to to tie the NBA Finals at one game apiece. And by the way, the series shifts back to Miami now. Games 3 and 4 played in Miami. Next game is Wednesday. That's a 6.30 p.m. tip time on ABC. Just in case you missed it, the Idaho Steelheads playing in Game 2 of the Kelly Cup playoffs last night in Boise. They lose 5-3. to three. The Steelheads trail two games to nothing with games 3, 4, and 5 in Florida. The Everblades leading two games to nothing can close it out at home if they can win two of their next three games. I'm Rick Worthington. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 657, it is 63 degrees in downtown Boise, off to a warm start this morning. Dow futures are down 22. If you were uh, hoping with the signing of the uh, debt ceiling bill by President Biden yesterday that you'd see a big jump in the stock market, that so far is not happening. Uh, could be some uh, future headwinds going on that has something to do with the debt ceiling increase. Uh, Jeremiah Bates will be with us here in about 20 minutes to uh, talk about that. What could be some of those headwinds as far as the stock market is concerned. And uh, that's beyond inflation problem that we still have going on, uh, beyond the fact that there is uh, a lot of jobs still being offered that uh, not necessarily great news from the stock market. And I don't know if you saw this, Chris, over the weekend. Uh, OPEC says that they are going to be cutting back another million oh, barrels wow. a day I in that oil one. production. I missed that story. July 1st. So if you think inflation gas prices are high now, looks like they could be taking another jump as of July 1st, as OPEC said, that they're going to continue to cut back, which... I don't know if that necessarily hurts us. I mean, it hurts us in the short term, but does that help us in the long term with what's going on with interest rates? Does that help with trying to stamp down inflation? I think it mostly confuses me. Me too. We'll, we'll talk with Jeremiah Bates, see what he has to say about that coming up here when we talk about your money. On the way in the 8 o'clock hour, we've got a $50 gift certificate to La Peep up for grabs for you today. If you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway. 
Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Call 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Our question today, the man who invented the parachute was a tailor from France. He's also famous for something other than inventing the parachute. He is known as the first person ever in history to do this. What is it? If you know the answer, stick around after 8 o'clock. You can win. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The U.S. military quickly launching six F-16 fighter jets from three bases to track the plane as it headed south into Virginia. The two F-16s over Washington reaching supersonic speed to catch up with the Cessna jet, creating that sonic boom that reverberated across the region. The aircraft was at 34,000 feet, it stayed at 34,000 feet, and it stayed on a constant heading. So it didn't seem like it was a big threat. They did put the uh, Capitol and the White House on alert, uh, but they didn't uh, shoot it down precisely because they saw that it was not going to be a threat to the Capitol. Anytime the, uh, the F-16s are responsible for air defense, they'll go up and they'll take a look. Sometimes it's just a, a matter of losing radio communication, but once uh, everybody's incapacitated, there's really nothing that can be done. It does seem that in this case, that hypoxia probably caused by the loss of pressurization in this 33-year-old airplane was the cause of this tragic mishap. Scary. Just like uh, sad. The Payne Stewart situation years ago. Yeah. Heard an article or a news uh, report a little bit earlier this morning and saying why, you know, does it, what happens? And it's like, it, it just, you just slowly go to sleep. Yeah. So I guess the good news, you know, even though it's a plane crash, you are not awake when it does happen. Although a little scary, and it's interesting because we were talking uh, off air as we were talking about uh, this incident, how many people would hear that sonic boom? Because you and I growing up, we heard them all the time. Right. I mean, every day you almost, you you heard a sonic boom, Mm -hmm. and now kids... Gen Z, Gen Xers have, if, if you heard that, you would be freaking out because it sounds like an explosion, right? <laughs> it does. And that's why people in Washington, D.C. Like were big, freaking out. Yeah. It sounds like a big explosion. Ba-boom! You not can, not you like off in the distance. It. It, yeah. You can, you feel it. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. It's one of those things that, you know, if you're under a certain age, you have no idea what it is. What it, what it is. You just think, oh, are we being attacked? Is China attacking? Uh, no, it's, it used to be all the time. It's just that because of how it caused so many people to freak out, mm-hmm. dogs, animals, cats, um, there, there are times. Have you, have you seen one where it been in a place where it like rattled dishes? I can remember one time it rattled dishes on my grandmother's, um, kitchen cabinet. Mm-hmm. It was so close and so loud. Uh, but it's one of those things, if you're not a certain age, you have no idea what those what those are and why they are happening. But now... Yeah, you didn't grow up with them. In the United States, if you're flying over land, you can't fly above the speed of sound for that specific reason. However, this was an emergency because they had no idea whether or not this was an attack, whether it ended up like we know now that more than likely there was uh, a lack of uh, air pressure in the plane and cause them to fall asleep and eventually crash so they didn't and there's nothing you can do that's the part that sucks is like yeah. you can't wake them up nope 
There's no way to get on the plane. Right. You just know, okay, as soon as this plane runs out of fuel. They're going to crash. Yeah. And you just, I guess, keep your fingers crossed and hope that they crash in a very rural area. An automatic pilot can do a lot of things. Land the plane by itself is probably not one of those things. I wonder if we're ever going to get to the point where, I I guess you wouldn't want that either, because then you have uh, the ability to take over somebody's aircraft, which you wouldn't want to have do either. But with technology, if you you could take over the aircraft and, and help them get to a lower level so that they could wake up. But who knows? They could already have been dead because of lack of oxygen by that time anyway. Um, there's just, it's just sad. There's just nothing you can do, unfortunately. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, if you want to email us, easy way to take part in the show, you can email chris at kboi.com. Also, mike at kboi.com. If you want to uh, talk about the uh, debt ceiling, uh, being increased, not even increased. The debt ceiling basically has uh, been done away with until January of 2025. I don't know what that's going to do to spending. Hopefully, you hope that Congress and the president go, all right, I know we have no debt ceiling here, but uh, let's not go crazy. We'll get a little more into this today. Um, what do you think now that you've had time uh, to see that uh, both houses passed it and the president officially signed it as of yesterday? Today was supposed to be the X day, right? June June 5th was supposed D, to be the X day. D-Day or whatever they call yeah, it. So that, uh, I mean, tomorrow's actual D-Day. Would have to default. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, would, would default... Um, on some of our loans that we were due to pay. It still has an effect on bond market and uh, available money. And we're going to talk with Jeremiah Bates uh, about that coming up here in just a little bit, what the debt ceiling um, is going to do for the stock market as of right now. Because a lot of people thought with the stock market kind of just treading water there for the last two weeks because of the debt ceiling, that as soon as that got passed, the stock market would go crazy and we see a big jump. We're not seeing that. Um, at least as of today, first day of trading since uh, the uh, debt ceiling was increased. Um, we're not seeing it in Standard & Poor, NASDAQ, or the Dow. All of them are basically kind of flat. I mean, they're not down or up a bunch, but they're basically kind of flat. Um, so anyway, we'll talk about that coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, other things that we're going to be talking about uh, coming up this morning. Once again, we've talked about getting into the Boise River. Um, it's still flowing fast. I know we, we've got temperatures again this week are going to be in the upper 80s, um, possibly even 90s, and you want to jump in and cool off. Uh, Boise River is still running very quickly. It's still running very fast, and the water is still cold, so they're still asking you to escape out of the Boise River. But there is another thing um, that you need to be aware of, and this was really pushed home this weekend that we'll talk about coming up. Meridian Fire Department had to rescue a child that fell into a canal this weekend. Um, and it was, it was an accident and luckily there was someone who was driving by and happened to see the child fall into the canal. If they had not called 911, this would have had a really, really different ending because according to the release, the child was found about a half mile downstream from where he fell in alive though. They did find him alive. Um, we'll talk a little bit about this this morning and just how dangerous the canals are and that you just you have to be careful in letting your kids out near them 
around them and just keep an eye on them. Because like I said, these kids were just out chasing ducks, and one of them accidentally fell into the uh, canal. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to weigh in. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Time for a check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA. Always a place to go for breakfast and lunch, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m., seven days a week. Get into Pork Belly this morning for some of the best, most filling breakfasts you're going to find anywhere. The Seattle Mariners on Sunday started the day playing 500 ball, and we're looking to keep that going against a very good Texas Rangers ball club that's still in first place. 1-1. He swings, and it's a high drive to right center field. Rodriguez back in the track at the wall. Out of here! A home run for Corey Seager. He can add to that RBI count with a solo shot, his sixth of the year, and the Rangers lead 3 to nothing. And the Rangers just wouldn't stop. 2-2. Jonas swings. It's a high fly ball to right field. Hooking towards the pole. Hernandez back. He looks. That ball is out of here. Off the pole. Jonah Hahn just barely sneaking it in fair territory. A three-run home run in the Rangers lead 12-0. And the call on 105.3 The Fan, the Texas Rangers Baseball Network. The Mariners lose again, 12 to 3 this time to the first place Texas Rangers, who are now 38 and 20 and have a run differential of plus 152. That's the best in baseball right now. For the Mariners, they're now one game below 500, 29 and 30, and nine and a half games out of first place in the AL West. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 722, Jeremiah Bates with us this morning. Dow futures are up five, basically just flat. Jeremiah, this morning, though, I want to talk about uh, debt ceiling bill being passed. Uh, Biden signed it yesterday. Um, but I, I am confused, and hopefully you can suss some of this out for some of us, because um, I've seen some articles about how the debt ceiling deal can hurt stock prices going forward while disrupting the bond market. And it, and it looks like, as of right now, people who are hoping, hey, maybe we'll see the stock market jump on, on Monday since this has been signed. doesn't look like that's happening. Can you tell us uh, about why the debt ceiling increase is not necessarily good for bonds or stock? Yeah, well, it's kind of like an inverse inverse relationship between stocks and bonds, and it's the kind of the risk free pre, the risk premium that investors are willing to pay to expect that return for the risk that you take when you invest in stocks and equities. Now, on the bond side, what's interesting with this debt ceiling deal is that the basically the government has to do a slew of treasury bond auctions, which could backfire on traders, meaning that the this this will affect this will disrupt the bond market which does affect the stock market in the terms of you have just about you're going to looking at probably a trillion dollars or close to it just to replenish these cash reserves to be able to keep the budget going right so you're going to see a tremendous amount of debt auctions here coming relatively soon now this is going to also have some unwanted consequences is the 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 liquidity in the banking sector that we've seen because here's the deal if you're seeing these u.s treasury debt that's paying higher than what the bank's going to pay in say a cd or a savings account but you're really not taking any risk because it's debt backed by the 
claims paying ability of our government, which is looked at as the safest asset on the planet, then you're going to see probably a flush of cash going to there to get that get that level of return for short-term funding rates and then not take any risk. Now, this is also going to put a little bit of a headwind on stocks because, again, if you're getting a decent return, theoretically, from a very safe asset like a U.S. Treasury or a U.S. US debt, then there's going to be a little bit of a migration into these safer assets versus the risk that's taken on by equities to an extent. Now you factor in the the likelihood of a U.S. economy heading into a recession. Well, that usually doesn't bode well for risk assets like stocks. So you could start to see this flight to safety. And when you see this flight to safety, this you could see this on two different sides where you see the safer asset in the U.S. Treasuries that's paying a higher rate. Then maybe you don't want to take on that risk and say corporate bonds. So you start to see money leave there. And that weighs down on price because it's more of a supply and a demand and you're not you're not seeing investors wanting to take as much risk in the stock market so then they go to that flight to safety to get those higher returns because we're seeing a higher interest rate environment. So again, this is also part of the Federal Reserve where in their next meeting if they raise interest rates again, then this is also going to affect bond prices as well because when you have interest rates going up, this suppresses the actual price of the existing bonds because investors want to trade off for those new issues that are paying a higher rate. So right. so again, this really has to do with this this sheer replenishment of these new securities that the U.S. Treasury has to implement to, again, fund the obligations that our government needs to fund. So basically, uh, if you want to invest in something uh, right now, wh- where do you turn? The uh, oil market because of the news that came out over the weekend about Saudi Arabia? Yeah, well, I mean, you, if you look at the price of Brent and the price of crude, what we're seeing right now, I mean, I mean, Brent's up almost two and a half percent. Crude is up over almost, you know, over two and a half percent as well, based on these Saudi Arabia Arabia pledging a voluntary cut. So if demand stays there, then yeah, I mean, you're going to see this pendulum swing because energy has been beat up significantly. We have an inverse of what happened last year to this year. So you're seeing these energy companies, Chevron, Exxon, getting a little bit of a bump, even though they've gotten beat up this year. So, But this is going to be more of a demand side, where as long as that demand is still there for, I mean, across the world, China, U.S., if we're not seeing a... You know those recessionary bells ringing where there's no longer demand. Then yeah, we will likely see oil and the oils and energy stocks uh, get a decent bump from this. But again, where we're seeing interest rates, U.S. Treasuries right now, these short-term these short-term debt instruments of higher quality, they are paying a decent rate. But again, from from the news that we got from the oil, we'll talk about it more tomorrow. But I think that could be a good play as well. All right, thank you, Jeremiah. Uh, looking right now, opening up flat across the board. We'll get an update here a little later this morning and talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741, he's Chris Walton on Mike Casper. Phone lines open if you want to take part in the show. 208 336 3700. Toll free 1 800 529 5264. President Joe Biden, uh, once again this weekend, signed the bipartisan debt limit package avoiding default shortly before the nation would have run out of uh, money as of today. Biden has called the agreement and he negotiated with White House Speaker Kevin McCarthy a necessary compromise that protected uh, Democrats' key priorities while cutting some of the spending that Republicans oppose. It's like you said, though. I mean, it seems like neither side came out of it very happy. No. If you pay attention to all the comments made by other congressmen. 
uh, Biden had insisted that Congress send him a bill to raise the debt ceiling without conditions. And he basically was making a bet the Republicans wouldn't be able to get a package of spending cuts through the House. However, they did, and they did it even with the help of a couple of Democrats. Um, now, this bill uh, doesn't come close to the spending cuts that the House passed bill would have cut. Um, the House bill had $4.8 trillion in spending cuts. The deal agreed to will cut $1.5 trillion from the uh, federal deficit, the federal budget, rather. Um, and Biden had agreed to a scaled-back version of the work requirements. Republican saw he also carved out exemptions for homeless veterans, people ages 20, 18 to 24 who were in foster care when they turned 18. As a result, more people overall will get food assistance once the changes are in place, according to the Congressional Budget Office, which could increase some of the uh, money that would have been spent had they not done it, but it has been cut in uh, other places. As we mentioned and Chris mentioned this, and we've been talking about how uh, progressive Democrats were not happy and uh, right-wing <laughs> Republicans were not happy for very for, for different reasons, but it did get done. It is interesting now because now you start to hear the talking, um, the hyperbole, shall we say, of the politicians talking about why they did or voted the way they did, and even Joe Biden. Uh, talked about who has been, said since the first of the year that he would not negotiate and let uh, on any debt ceiling increase without it just being a clean bill. So now that that's happened, he he has an explanation of why he ended up having to negotiate. President, you said at the beginning that the debt ceiling was not negotiable. Isn't that what you've just done here? Isn't that what you guys look? We're not negotiating the debt ceiling. Here's the deal. They passed, they said they're going to, they passed the debt ceiling, and they said they'd only do it on condition that it have all these cuts in it. I said, I'm not going to do that. You pass the debt ceiling, period. I'll negotiate with you on the cuts. What you say, what's going to happen, what, what, what the budget's going to look like. That's what we are negotiating in order to get to them deciding that they're going to go along with a new debt ceiling meaning that it's not attached to something totally different attached than was attached before. But if you want to try to make it look like I made some compromise in the debt ceiling, I didn't. I made a compromise on the budget. That's what they wanted, is you make a compromise on the budget, and that's what you've done, even though you haven't gone as far as they wanted. Isn't that right? Sure, yeah. Well, <laughs> can you think of an alternative? <laughs> I didn't go. I did. I did something completely different. Oh but, yeah. What would you have done? Well, can, can you think of an alternative to what I did? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of six. It's kind of describing it six one half dozen the other. But. I know. It's just so funny um, to see you know in, in politics how people and and part of this we talked about this too. You know, you you have people who voted for no on this, and they would never have voted no had it been that their vote counted. Mm -hmm. But they know their vote didn't count, so they can vote no and go back to their... Um, and, and we had three of the four of our... Delegation. Delegation here in Idaho who voted no. Simpson is the only one who voted yes. Um, but they can go back to their voter, uh, their con, uh, constituents and say, look, I voted yeah. no, just like you voted. Not my fault, by yeah. God. Yeah. So, uh, and you, well, you the, hear it from all politicians all the time. And what, and what I heard last week, you know, is that... Uh, basically Biden's people, he never said this right out, but they said that he said all along he wasn't going to negotiate 
basically so that when he did start to negotiate, the other side would think it had won a major victory and wouldn't negotiate nearly as hard for its next victory. <laughs> and I don't know that. Which didn't make sense. I'm not going to negotiate. But I'm I not going to say that. I said that as a secret. I'm not going to say that's convoluted, <laughs> but of course, as usual, that's just to be polite on my part. Um, it, it, I guess you could almost say this is politics as usual, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. That I will give it. KBY News Time, 746-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, still on the way, uh, as many stupid stories as we keep telling you about in Yellowstone that... If you're visiting, leave the animals alone. We have another idiot. And that's the only way you could talk about this person. Another idiot who refused to leave an animal alone. Now, I kind of like it when they refuse to leave animals who can protect themselves alone because those animals attack. <laughs> yeah, they're fairly good at defending themselves. When you don't leave an animal who is a baby alone, it can have dire consequences to the animal. And we'll give you another example of this idiot when we come back. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.53. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, we've talked uh, uh, recently here uh, a lot over the last couple of years about idiots who go to Yellowstone Park or any park for that matter. And for some reason, and granted, I get it, Buffalo, for instance, they look really big and fluffy and really, really nice. And mm-hmm. why wouldn't you be able to go up and pet a buffalo? Why wouldn't you be able to go up and get a selfie with a buffalo just five feet behind you? What a great Christmas card that would make. Because they're actually wild animals, and you never know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And they- Actually, you kind of do know what they're going to do, and it's... <laughs> not going to be pleasant for you yeah they they don't have the most pleasant of dispositions by the way um, but those people you, usually they get what's coming to them and they get trampled or gored or whatever like that however now we've had a, a second story we told you uh here a couple of weeks ago about somebody who thought hey this bison is trying to cross the creek and uh the herd's leaving it behind so i'm going to get in and i'm going to help that bison up out of that creek so it can get to the herd like well, a baby or a yeah. small one anyway yeah Problem with that is that the uh, bison, by the way, then get the smell of humans on it, and they refused to take the baby bison back into the herd, and the baby had to be killed. That's too bad. We have another baby story here, and this is even dumber for crying out loud. Um, Yellowstone, once again, over the weekend recently, uh, tourists decided to take matters into their own hands when coming across a newborn elk. What did they do? They picked up the elk, put it in their car, drove it down the highway, and took it to the Montana Police Department. Keep in mind, the mother probably knew exactly where this baby calf was because it was off eating, and that's what you know mamas do in the wild. They put their calf down to be safe, and then they go off and eat. The uh, calf, by the way, when being dropped off, ran into the forest. Its condition is unknown, but considering this was miles down the road from where the elk herd was, probably a, a not going to be alive for very long, mm-hmm. right? Perhaps. Because if it's not old enough to start eating on its own, it's still getting milk from its mother, it's not going to be a good thing. 
Even when tourists are trying to do a good deed, by the way, violators will face serious penalties, as this person would. And there are signs all over the park that say, don't touch the wildlife. So I don't know if this guy just couldn't read or if he's just stupid. My guess is he's just stupid. (laughs) Or he just didn't know that was the case. Yeah. He genuinely thought he was helping. So he is looking at a $1,000 fine. Um, as part of taking his uh, the calf's life into his own hands, and very good possibility the calf is not alive. In my personal opinion, $1,000 isn't enough. That's my personal opinion on this. Because like I said, there are warning signs all over. The- when you enter the park, yeah. some of the first signs you see. Don't touch the animals. Don't touch the animals. And it's like, oh, look, a, ba- a baby elk. I'm going to take it to the police department. Don't put yourself in a position where the animals can touch you. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I'm just sad that this person didn't run into a uh, baby bear. Bear cub would have, you know, probably solved uh, life's problems for this young man, and we'd be talking about his death instead of the possible death of the baby. KBY Newstime, 757. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Currently 64 degrees in downtown Boise. It is 7.59. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question is on the way here in 20 minutes. We have a $50 gift certificate to La Peep. We've been there numerous times for the hometown breakfast. Fantastic breakfasts. Uh, large menu, too. And if you like mimosas, they have uh, about 8 or 10 different flavored mimosas that they uh, serve. Get on out for breakfast or lunch at La Peep. And if you win, you've got a $50 gift certificate. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty for any and all your real estate needs, one number to call, 208-888-4128. Our question today, the man who invented the parachute was a tailor from France. He's also famous for something other than inventing the parachute. He is known as the very first person in history who ever did this. What is this? If you know the answer, stick around. 20 minutes, you can win. News Talk, KBOI. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 807, good morning. Dow down now uh, 69 points. Been open for uh, officially 37 minutes. Um, NASDAQ is uh, also, I believe, down a little bit. Standard and poor. Um, he is down this morning. Um, I don't know how much of this has an effect on what happened with the uh, debt ceiling increase that was signed by President Biden over the weekend. Um, it was pretty much baked in because even before Friday, uh, you knew that the president, he had already stated that he was going to be signing the uh, deal. So some of this already baked into the uh, stock market as far as uh, what we're seeing today. Uh, our phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, if you want to email us, you can also email us, mike at kboi.com. Um, this one uh, comes in, no name on this. It says, please tell me if the ceiling has been lifted, 4 or $5 trillion, how did Congress cut spending? And if our government can't print another 4 to $5 trillion for spending, how is that not going to produce more inflation? After all, inflation is caused only by the government printing worthless money. There is no wealth created by that money, i.e. the fruit of someone's labor. It devastates the money already in circulation. And the Fed raising interest rates does not lower inflation. It lowers productivity. All right, let me take you. You're talking about two different things here. First of all, 
Uh, let me take your your first question. I don't think you quite understand the difference between increasing the debt ceiling and the budget deficit. They are completely two different things. Increasing the debt ceiling legally allows the federal government to pay bills which have already been agreed and spent. Right. Those bills, are, are the money is already gone. You have just now surpassed or want to surpass what you are federally mm-hmm. legal, uh, legally allowed. It has to be approved by Congress. It's, it's, it's like it's the end of the month, the bills are due, and you have to decide whether or not to pay them. The budget is setting limits, spending limits on bills you would owe in the future, not, not stuff you've already paid for. So when you cut the budget, you are cutting bills in the future saying, okay, we can only spend this much on the military, for example. That was one of the things they talked about. We can only spend this much money on things like SNAP, federal entitlement programs. That's the difference. You're, you're, you're confusing the two, and they're not the same. Now, do they affect each other? Yeah, probably, but they're completely different, and that's, that's what you keep you, you and you're not the only one. We get emails from people all the time saying, asking the same question that you are, and, and that's where the difference is. It is a bit like kicking the can down the road. Oh, yeah. yeah. Be- because essentially what you're doing when you set the debt ceiling is you're saying, okay, here is the uh, amount of money that we're, we're not going to go over this. Now, of course, we are going to go over this, but <laughs> by the time we do, somebody else will have to make the decision to pay it, not me. I had good intentions. And that's where, I mean, you're, people are right. It is an arbitrary number. I mean, this isn't set yeah. by, you know, somebody in, in That's why government most countries don't like have that. debt ceilings. Yeah. They just pay what, you know, um, whatever happens. The only thing that the debt ceiling does is, is it makes everybody take a pause and look at it and it goes, holy crap, we are spending way too much money. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all the bills we owe. It, that's all it does. It, 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 it'll legally makes you stop. Look at it and go, all right, is this money being spent the best way? Look at how much our credit card bill is. It would be like a husband and a wife doing that. Right. You reach that credit limit, it makes you and stop and go, we can't, unless we increase our credit limit, we can't spend anymore. And one of the basic uh, you know, things you have to decide when you're voting for your representatives is uh, do you want to vote for people who think we're spending too much money or people who think we're not taking in enough in taxes? Because basically both are true. Yeah, and that's, quite frankly, that's the only way you can control spending. You either have to cut prices or you have to increase taxes. There's, right. no, there's no other way to do it. Those are the only two ways. And companies don't cut prices. When companies are making a, a decent profit, they have a meeting and decide to make more. Well, they, they, they don't just start like sharing right. the wealth. They don't cut profit. However, they will in sometimes, which in my way of thinking, a lot of times shoots themselves in the foot. Um, they'll cut productivity by getting rid of people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you see this all the time. It's like, wow, what happened to that country uh, company? They were doing so great. Well, they cut, oh, we're they in cut good, half their yeah. employees and then they couldn't keep up with. Uh, and then they report to their shareholders. We're in great shape because we don't have to pay these salaries. <laughs> exactly. anymore. Exactly. But what about the work those people did? Well, what about it? Um, the other part, you said uh, the Fed raising interest rates does not lower inflation. It lowers productivity, which is true in both instances. Um, it lowers productivity, which eventually then yeah. lowers inflation. Because when uh, 
productivity is uh, lowered. Fewer people are making any money. And when nobody's making any money, nobody's buying anything. And when nobody's buying anything, Mm -hmm. nobody raises the prices. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're right, but it's also right that that does, lowering productivity lowers, eventually does and lower inflation is, that's what they are trying to do. A lot of it's designed, well, it's not designed this way, but it comes out this way, that if we did uh, manage to curb inflation and make and make prices go way, way, way down, people would say, wow, I can... Uh, you know, the prices are so much better now. Well, you don't seem to have bought anything. Well, I don't have any more money. <laughs> now, keep in mind, too, the goal of the Fed isn't to get rid of inflation. I mean, they're not trying to stop inflation completely. Their goal of the Fed is just to get control. The um, The ideal that they're looking for is around 1% to 3% year inflation, not 7 to 8%, which we've seen over the last couple of years. Um, because if you go up at seven to eight percent per year, pretty soon nobody's going to be able to buy anything mm-hmm. because our our pay is not keeping up with that. I mean, you're not you're not seeing paychecks increase, you know, seven to eight percent per year, unless you're really really lucky. But I haven't seen it in my paycheck. Anybody I know hasn't seen it in their paycheck. I'm speaking. Uh, I'm speaking for you. Maybe you have. T- typically, a corporate raise for people is two to three percent a year. And meanwhile, the cost of living goes up higher than that. Yeah, if your if if your cost of living goes up, like we've seen inflation the last two years, seven to eight percent, you're actually instead of seeing a, if you're getting a three percent raise, instead of seeing a three percent raise in actual buying power, you're actually seeing a four percent cut, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, another email. This one in says, "I do so admire your love and concern for the baby animals in Yellowstone, and I understand you're wanting the individuals hurt because of their stupidity and thinking they were actually helping the baby animals." If only you felt the same way about the millions of babies dismembered or burned in our society as you do about two, repeat, two dumb animals. Oh, I guess I don't feel or understand the same way you do. Animals should be treated humanely, but babies are the ones you should be outraged over. Can't I be both? That I'm not single-minded. Can't I be outraged over both of them? I am, but I don't understand why you think it only one or the other. Why you, well, assume, why you assume it's just I'm outraged over one and not about the other. Um, I don't think I'm going out of the limb to say the person who wrote that is a troll. Could be. Very well could be. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, you want to email us, you can. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. And if you want to stick around, coming up here next, we've got a $50 gift certificate to LaPeep. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, right after traffic and weather. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. And this is Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network for all your real estate needs. Call 208-888-4128. Must have a tough question here this morning. Got a couple of lines open if you want to try to get through. If we don't get a winner from either one of our two first callers at 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Our first person to uh, get a crack at our question today is Corey. Corey, $50 gift certificate. The peep is yours if you can answer our question today. The man who invented the parachute, Taylor from France, is also famous for something other than inventing the parachute. He is known as the very first person in history who did this. What? Did he 
Die from jumping off the Eiffel Tower? You can't ask us whether or not. You have to tell us. That's what the question okay, is about. he died. Sorry, he <laughs> died jumping off the Eiffel Tower. He was the first person yeah. in history who died in a parachuting accident. He invented a parachute. Oh. He just didn't die. <laughs> invent a perfect parachute. Franz Reichelt, okay. uh, Franz Reichelt uh, he was tailor in France, invented the first parachute in 1912. Used it to jump off the Eiffel Tower, and uh, something didn't work correctly. And you know the old yeah. saying. Must, he, he probably would have been good if he would have jumped off something not quite so high. The, uh, <laughs> the, the old saying is, you, you don't technically... I've also made the Statue of Liberty, so... Yeah, there we go. You don't technically need a parachute to skydive. You need a parachute to skydive twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, he didn't uh, realize the fruits of his uh, labor because we still have parachutes. Thanks to him um, and thanks to him giving his life, we still have people who are saved. Their lives are saved by parachutes. Hang on the line, Corey. You've got a $50 gift certificate to La Peep in Meridian. Don't worry if you didn't get in this morning. We have your chance to win all week long. That's what we got coming up here for you. Also, a reminder, Coming up Friday, again, another KBOI sweet deal of the week. If you missed out on the rafting trip last week because you didn't get in quick enough, you have another chance at a rafting trip this week. Uh, our KBOI sweet deal of the week, Bear Valley Rafting. We got a uh, $56 gift certificate for only $28. Goes on sale this Friday morning. Now it's valid for a half-day main Payette River trip, or you can use it towards any other trip. Just like our trip last week, um, this sale goes on sale once again this coming Friday morning. The other sweet deal we have, for those of you who maybe might not be into uh, river rafting, how about some golf? X-Golf, completely new experience that lets golfers play on the world's top courses Compete in a wide variety of game formats, and you don't have to worry about how bad the weather is. If it's raining outside, pouring outside, this is indoor golf. It's X Golf, and you have a chance to get a $50 gift certificate for only 25 Check that, a $100 gift certificate for only $50. Uh, it is half price. It's one of our sweet deals. We have two of them coming up this Friday morning. Once again, at 9 o'clock sharp, goes on sale, kboi.com. Click on the sweet deal link. Don't forget, you still have some deals to take advantage if you would like to right now. $50 gift certificates for only $25 to the Legends on Main, Pub and Grill and Weezer, 12-pack of LED solar light torches, and so much more available. Don't even have to wait till Friday. You can check those out now at KBOI.com. Click on the sweet deals link. We'll take a break. Coming up here next is news, and if you want to get in, call us up this morning. You can. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to take part in the show by email, you can also do that, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, or you can text us, same as our main number. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 839-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, you can also email us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. We do have some emails to uh, get to. This one from Idaho Boy writes in, So the government has written themselves a blank check for the next two years. At least they stopped with the pretense for the time being. The so-called cuts are paltry sum compared to how much drunk spending our government does. Uh, this is so-called debt ceiling battle is nothing more than a hmm. uh, mono-party infighting on whose idea is better at managing the financial ruin of our country. There were winners in this so-called compromise. However, it was not the American people. Except for what they wrote themselves was, 
you, you make it sound like what they did was they wrote the budget for the next two years. They didn't do that. No. They wrote the, uh, basically they gave themselves the ability to pay off the bills we had already paid in previous spending. Agreed, agreed to pay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and here's another person that doesn't understand, you know, the debt ceiling and budget. Said, sir, with all respect, we haven't had a budget in Congress since Bush. We've had continuing resolutions. No, we have a budget every year. It's voted on mm-hmm. every year by Congress. It originates in the House. Um, I would suggest that you do uh, uh, Google and say, what's the difference between a continuing resolution and a budget? And that would explain it to you. Uh, the debt ceiling being raised allows our government to print money so our bonds can be paid. You know, not default. It's not really considered a default if the government doesn't pay welfare or Social Security. It's called a shutdown, and we've done it again and again and again. Yes, we have done it again and again and again. Um, but once again, you're trying to compare two things that are, aren't comparable. A continuing resolution is not the same as raising the debt ceiling. It's two completely different things. One is for paying bills that we've already spent the money on. We've agreed to spend it. We've just gone beyond the amount that we agreed to, and by law, it has to be approved by Congress. Mm-hmm. That, yes, is a shutdown. And quite often that happens mm-hmm. partially due to inflation because the government sets aside, okay, th- this is the amount of money we're going to have to pay. The price of everything goes up, and they pay more. Mm-hmm. So now it is called a shutdown, but it, like if the budget deficit is not increased, it doesn't just stop well, uh, welfare and Social Security. Those aren't the only two things affected. Any bill that we owe that we've agreed that falls under that debt ceiling is not paid. So the money is gone. I mean, when I say it's gone, it's still there, but it hasn't been approved by Congress, which legally it has to do before it can be spent. So even though there is still money from taxes that is still coming in, we the, this, the government hasn't run out of money, in other words. But to be able to spend it on that stuff, that's what the debt ceiling does. It's just a law. It's Granted, I get it. It's arbitrary. It's hard to understand. Why do we have an arbitrary limit? It just makes Congress and the president say, whoa, whoa, look how much money we're spending. We mm-hmm. need to look at this again. Is is this fiscally responsible? That's all it does. I mean, this would be easy to do. Congress could vote the debt ceiling out tomorrow if they wanted to. Because that's all it did. They just voted the debt ceiling as a way to cause a pause to take a look at how much money the federal government is spending. As Chris mentioned earlier this morning, and we've talked about before, what other three countries who have a debt ceiling in, <laughs> in the so, entire yeah. world it's something like, uh, i mean it's a handful it's just a handful if i if i'm getting this right i mean don't quote me but i think it's the usa denmark and kenya i know it's just a handful i mean it's it's not like all countries have this this debt ceiling that they operate with but our country is unfortunately one of them until it gets changed by law we get to do this every uh, so often see the infighting Oh, apparently Kenya stopped at just Denmark and the U.S. now. <laughs> There's a, there are only two. <laughs> I just looked it up. All right. All right. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Bob in Idaho City. Um, hey, good, how are you doing? Good. We're doing good. Good morning to you. You wanted to talk about something on a completely different subject this morning. And since, uh, you know, it's kind of a slow news day, let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Well, I appreciate you taking the call. Uh, what I have going on up here... 
in 2019, August of 2019, I moved up here, bought a house, moved out from uh, Nebraska. And since then, we have been systematically harassed, threatened, and had fictitious, highly provable fictitious civil suits put against us by friends of Scott Turner, the sheriff up here. Scott Turner was present when his stepfather pulled a gun on me, and he refused to arrest him. I am a police officer. The sheriff of of Boise County, then. That's correct, Sheriff Scott Turner. So you are you're a current Boise or a current police officer for who? No, I'm retired. Okay, retired police officer. Okay, I I spent thirty years in law enforcement, starting with the Omaha Police Division, police department of eight hundred and some odd cops. Worked for sheriff's office. uh, Went to the federal government, working for the DOD as a police officer. So you have some experience, obviously. A a little bit. I'm a certified criminal investigator, hostage negotiator, bomb squad trained, SWAT team trained. I did more than write parking tickets. So why did this this guy uh, pull a gun on you? Uh, I came home, got out of my vehicle. He and Scott Turner were in the process of obliterating property lines that had been respected along the two adjoining properties. I bought a house next to his stepfather and mother and he decided he wanted to adjust the property lines while we were at Boise one day getting materials to fix up our house we came home he had ripped out landscaping stakes lots of identifiable marks for the property line that he showed me and that had been respected at that point for about eight months the only thing that changed was Scott Turner became elected as sheriff and I came home from the dump that day, came out of the uh, uh, car, walked toward the house, and during that time, his stepfather pulled a firearm out of a holster, squared off at my back the whole time that I walked a hundred and some feet to my house. And I have witnesses to that. We have witnesses to a lot of stuff. I dropped off a report to the attorney general uh, just about three weeks ago and met your reporter in the front of the the state house there and gave her a document, and I've sent her more, Angela Kendall, and she's supposed to be looking into it, but we charge public corruption by an elected official and appointed public officials. Nearly every office up here, building and permits, has a relative of Scott Turner uh, in the the offices there. We have been told that they uh, were going to nix a building permit that I had on the house because the house may have been built in the wrong place. My house was built in 1985. Everybody knows something that's been there for 20 years cannot be made to be torn down regardless of where it's at at that point. Those things have to be contested in a timely manner. Uh, So what what are you uh, looking for uh, as far as help by uh, sharing this on uh, KBOI? Well, I think people need to be aware of the public officials, just like anywhere in the country, whether they're national or local, and what they're up to. And uh, I don't know if there's an honest attorney around here in Boise, and I'm sure there is. Uh, maybe they would want to get a hold of me and uh, represent us, because I've hired attorneys that in as little as two weeks, without ever getting into court, my attorney's fees were 22 thousand nine hundred and fifty bucks you ever try so, filing charges with the idaho state police 
Uh, yes, they were actually up there, and the Idaho State Trooper that was there uh, at one point looked down this newly assumed property line and told me that my firewood is might be trespassing by a couple inches or so when I should remove the firewood along this newly established fence line. So he was obviously a buddy of Scott Turner's along with other things that he said. Hmm. That was Corporal Grigg. I filed complaints with the Idaho State Police who won't comment on what they disciplined him for. But he also refused to make reports regarding the harassment, the security cameras that invaded our privacy and uh, just really didn't investigate it as he was supposed to. And to this day, there's been no reports. The county attorney, uh, Adam Strong, who was newly uh, appointed or elected about the time Scott Turner was, fought with the state patrol for over a year trying to get a report on the gun incident and a, and the board-throwing incident right. that uh, Wilkins did to Paulina Mace, my companion or Bob, wife with a can I give marriage you, Can I give, give you some advice? Sure. As a former, it sounds like a, an extensive background in law enforcement, sounds like you need to run for sheriff. No, I'm 73 years old. I'm done, mm. okay? Yeah, I'm done. All right. I'm done. Well, thank you so, for sharing the story. Uh, I hope you get some help on uh, this and uh, update us in the future. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 854-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us or text us if you would like. Doris writes in, this morning you guys were talking about sonic booms and how there were so many people, younger people, who don't know what they are. Here are some other things that if you showed these to a teenager, they'd think you were just making them up. Other things that will make you guys feel old. <laughs> One, using a pencil to rewind a cassette tape. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. yeah um you know and if you get to a certain age of kids you don't know what cassette tape they don't know what cassette tapes are they're really rewinding it so much as uh, trying to get the tape to go back into it <laughs> yeah. um i i saw a video of a teenager last week who had a stereo that had a cassette tape didn't know what it was yeah and somebody pointed out you know the side it had the printing it was oh it's a cassette tape Cosette. Yeah, and then they said, look, I just found a place that sells Cosettes. I think I'm going to get some and put some in the Cosette tape player. Here's, a, here's another one. It's named after the uh, popular character from Les Mis. Hearing someone yell, get off the internet, I need to use the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's so true. Yeah, back when everything was dial-up. <laughs> I can't. I'm in, I'm in the middle of homework. I don't care. It's emergency. Um, cars. Remember these cars? Cars that needed two different keys, one to unlock the door and one to start the engine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you... keys at all, actually. Yeah. Um, when everyone's favorite treat was push-up pops, where you basically ate ice cream out of a toilet paper roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, 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 yes and no. I mean, it, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was cardboard, but it, it had never actually been used as a toilet paper roll. <laughs> accidentally burning yourself with a car's cigarette lighter. Now the holes oh, yeah. where they used to be are just for plugging in chargers. I see you have a scar that's shaped like uh, <laughs> a sunrise or something. Uh, what, what is that? 
Remember when you used to find out what movies were at your local theater by, by going calling. to the newspaper? Or, or by calling Or you them. called movie phone? Um, my kids, even my kids don't didn't understand. I go, did you know you used to be able to call the phone and ask, and they would tell you what time it was? Yeah. And they're like, no. <laughs> I go, yeah. The time lady. At, at the tone, the time will be 8.59. Mm. Uh, so if you wanted to find the exact time, you called the phone number. You did That's the true. same for the weather, by the way. You didn't just go. There wasn't a Google machine back then. You had to call the telephone and find out what the weather was, what the temperature was, what the time was. Yeah, thanks a lot, Doris. You did make me feel old here this morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon hey, wireless. Get up and go change the channel, will you? <laughs> we'll take a break. News coming up here next. Uh, phone calls and emails. If you want to get through, here's a chance to get Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 906, good morning. 69 degrees in downtown Boise into the 9 o'clock hour we go. Dow is down 112 points. Kind of choppy trading as of today. Uh, we talked about uh, oil going up a little bit because Saudi Arabia announced that beginning July 1st, they're going to cut back a million barrels a day and uh, selling oil to the rest of the world. And this is on top of OPEC already saying that they will continue um, their cuts in oil prices uh, continuing on for at least the rest of the year. You mean oil production? Oil production, yeah, which will uh, increase oil uh, across pretty much the entire world because they supply most of the world and it does affect when they do something it does affect the rest of the world so those of you who had gotten uh, used to falling gas prices probably at least in the short term could be seeing just as summertime driving season is rolling around gas prices starting to Increase once again, unfortunately. A couple things we could talk about this morning. Um, was going to talk about the new Oregon gun law um, that is going to federal trial beginning today. Um, and we may still get to that uh, later this hour. If, no, if we don't, we can still talk about it tomorrow because the trial begins today. And this, no matter what happens in court in this federal trial, um, this isn't going to be the end of it because, once again, it's one of those gun laws, and gun laws always go all the way to the Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court can either decide to hear it or not. So we we'll, we'll, we might get to that today. It might be something we get to tomorrow. One thing I do want to get to today, because it's something we have talked about here locally earlier this year, and I, I think it was Chris that even brought it up, you know, where does this all stop when it comes to books being banned and removed from libraries and school libraries, pretty soon you're not even going to be able to read the Bible. Ding, ding, ding. Guess what? In neighboring state of Utah, school district in Utah, has removed the Bible from elementary and middle schools for containing vulgarity and violence. Good evening, everyone. I'm Kelly Chapman. And I'm Bob Evans. The King James Version of the Bible has been removed from multiple Davis District schools. This after a committee found it contained both vulgarity and violence. Fox 13 News reporter Chris Arnold spoke with a Utah lawmaker tonight who sponsored a bill just last year prohibiting certain sensitive instructional materials inside public schools. This is Michelle Edgley, the president of the Utah Educational Library Media Association, speaking with Fox 13 News back in March. I don't think that most parents have either the right or the knowledge 
of the student bodies to be banning books for the entire school. On Thursday, the Davis School District says a district review committee reviewed the King James Version of the Bible in its entirety. While they determined it didn't contain sensitive material as defined by Utah Code, they still pulled it from elementary and junior high school library shelves. Back in March, a Utah parent petitioned to have it removed, saying the religious text is pornographic. We're grateful that the uh, Sensitive Material Review Committee is, is taking their job seriously. Utah State Representative Ken Ivory sponsored a bill that passed the legislature last year prohibiting sensitive materials in schools. When many groups characterize this as banning books, that really is an attempt to simply you know, hyperbolize what's going on. We're simply um, clarifying age-appropriate limits. With that law in place... I I don't know what the difference necessarily is if you're taking the book out of the library because you don't feel that yeah. the children are of the appropriate age to be able to read it. That's still banning a book. Yeah. It, it, okay. Vulgarity? Yeah. There There's a lot of smiting going on. No, no. I mean, I understand the violence part of it. That's pretty much all the way through it, especially the Old Testament. But vulgarity? Begatten. How much begatten is going on in the King James Bible? Begat isn't vulgarity. Oh, some people think it is. Begatten is sex. I don't want my kids reading about begatten and asking questions, they're, they're Chris. Not, they're not generally against that in Utah. They're against their kids asking about it. <laughs> Apparent. Do you really think that this is a real thing, or is this a way to slam back at all the other laws that people have been trying to get to get LGBTQ books could be who knows out of the library and say all right if you're going to if you're going to do that and they're going to allow that then we need to get the li- so we I need guess, to get the bible out of the library because there's begatting that goes on in there that's talking about sex I, I guess what happened when I was in 5th grade doesn't happen anymore that the Gideons come by and give everybody a new testament did you have that happen in school yeah well yeah, we never had that happen Man, could you imagine if that happened today, the people who would flip out over that? Handing out free well, I, Bibles that's, that's in what, I a mean, public school? The, the Gideons still hand out free Bibles to everybody who will take one, as far as I know. Would they, they're, they're the ones who put them in right. uh, hotel Hotels. rooms. Would you, do you think in this day and age they would be allowed in public schools to hand out Bibles to everybody? Well, not the ones in Davis County in Utah, I guess. I, I have a feeling that there would be, I, I don't know of any school district that would allow that today. Because wouldn't that be pushing religion, which you just cannot do? Well, they they came by, and they came in, and they said, hey, we're the Gideons. Uh, We we give out free Bibles. Today we're giving you, and they were small, little uh, uh, New Testaments, and they were all colored red because Bibles should be red. And and they said, uh, if anybody would like one, just raise your hand, and we'll give you one. And some of the kids didn't raise their hand, and so they didn't get one. What are your thoughts on this? I mean... In, in, if you read the Bible, and these are the Bible is not taking being taken out of high schools. So this is elementary schools and junior high. What what are your thoughts on this? Is it something that you believe that like the other things that we have talked about with certain novels and books being taken out of libraries here, public library, or uh, I'm talking about school libraries specifically. Because it's like, hey, this isn't something that I want my child doing without my yeah. input. 
And wouldn't that be the same of the Bible? I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying which way I feel one way or the other. I'm asking how you feel about this. Is the Bible something that elementary and junior high children should be allowed without parents' permission to read? Go ahead and weigh in. Uh, Concerned listener in Star. Is that your real name, Concerned Listener? Let me. There we go. Hold on. Sorry, sorry about that. We missed. We missed. We didn't have you on the air. All right, go ahead. Start from the beginning. Concerned listener, is that your real name? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just think it's kind of fresh that uh, the Bible is being banned in Utah, where uh, there are a lot of polygamists. So you think? Well, I mean, you think polygamists shouldn't have a say in banning? I, I guess I don't understand your point. Well, it just seems a way to get rid of uh, one part of a certain religion while enhancing another. Mm. Well, maybe so. I'm not. I'm not sure what religion it enhances, though, to get rid of the Bible. Because I mean, I mean, po- polygamists traditionally, t- traditionally Mormons were polygamists, but they stopped being polygamists what, like the 1890s or something. Well, it's not legal anymore. That's well, for that's sure. yeah. I mean, and there are still there are still groups that that call themselves Mormon, that are fringe groups, apparently, that have, you know, lots of polygamy going on. Uh, but I don't think they're the ones necessarily banning the Bible. I'm not sure who it, it, it wants it banned. Somebody, apparently, that doesn't want their kid reading it. Uh, when our kids were little, we encouraged them to read, period. We were happy if they were just reading. So, anyway, I don't know. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Concerned citizen. Steve in Boise. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Well, this is Steve, so <laughs> you talking to me? Yes, you're Hi, the Steve. Steve I'm talking to. Okay. okay. Uh, hey, you know, it used to be we tried to expand knowledge. And, you know, one of the books that really uh, expanded the knowledge of things was the Bible. I mean, that's one of the few books that people had in their homes in the early days of this country, and quite frankly, most other places. It's a, it's it's probably the it is the wi- widest read book and sold book in the world. In fact, there are so many Bibles; uh, it's the number one bestseller. Mm-hmm. That's true. But you, you know what? Sometimes you have to ban things to make people. Uh, like them and then use them. So you know maybe this is a good so, thing. I don't like know. reverse psychology. I don't think it will grow. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I wonder how many but people you know, who have never read the Bible go. Well, how much of this really is bad? I'm going to start reading it and find out how much of this really is that bad. You may be you right. Know, I, I started a year ago reading uh, through the Bible in a year, and I'll tell you. Some of that Old Testament stuff, yeah. There's a lot of death and a lot of killing and a lot of. Uh, don't don't forget the begatten. Well, yeah. There's a lot know, of begatten in there. It, well, that's it in the King James, and mine isn't King James, but that's okay. <laughs> but you know, the, the, it gives you a historical perspective on what to look for. It it gives you uh, character building. Uh, it gives you a view of the end times, and everybody's talking about the end of the world. Well, read Revelation. You there know, if you want to know. <laughs> Thank you. I used to I used to be the leader of a group, and we were complete heretics. And I'll tell you why. We used to read uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then when we were completely done with that, 
we'd start Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John again. And then <laughs> when we got through it the second time, then we moved on to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, I know the rest of the Bible is also important, but our whole thing was to study the Gospels, and that's just what we did. Because we figured that the actual words of Christ were pretty important. 208-336, thanks for the call, Steve. 208-336, 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, your thoughts. By the way, this isn't the first state um, or area to ban. Texas school district last year pulled the Bible from library shelves after complaints from members of the public opposed. Um, and they did it specifically because they were opposed to conservatives' effort to ban some of the other books. Yeah. So they said, aha, well, conservatives like the Bible, so we're going to go that after was, the Bible. That was an oh yeah move. Oh yeah. Exactly, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if this may be another oh yeah move, but what are your thoughts? 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Guys, I broke this news to some people outside this bountiful elementary, and this decision comes after the District Review Committee determined that this Bible does not contain sensitive material defined by Utah law, but they say it does have, quote, elements of vulgarity or violence not suitable for younger students. Bob Judson has a fifth grader in Davis County, so his initial reaction to hearing this news. Do I agree with the banned Bible? No. Meanwhile, Jonah Judson is a high schooler in Bountiful. While he doesn't agree with banning books, he says... If they're banning all these other books, then it's really just uh, fair to just ban the Bible, too. Davis District says around seven to eight elementary and junior high schools have the Bible in their libraries. They will be removed. This comes following a Utah law that prohibits schools from having pornographic or indecent material do you think there's inappropriate material in the bible oh definitely there's whole chapters about it i can't think of what's in the bible that you wouldn't have to take out of it's not like there's pictures in it 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless um we we kind of made a prediction on this when we were talking about this locally how soon is it going to be before we start seeing the bibles banned being read in school what are your thoughts? I mean, this is this is getting close to Idaho. It's our neighboring state. We share a lot of the same political persuasions in our state as they do mm-hmm. in, once again, in Utah. How soon before? And it sounds like this wasn't even done. I could be wrong, but based on the stories that I've heard, the stories that I've read, this wasn't even done because people are concerned about all the begatten and violence necessarily in the Bible. They're doing it as retribution for banning other books that have to do with LGBTQ. And they're saying, if you're going to ban it, these books because of that, well, then here's the Bible that does the same exact thing. Anthropology is a science. It is a science of studying you know, people and basically how people have done what they've done, why they've done what they've done, what they've done. One of the studies in anthropology is to study religions because religion is such a big part of society and people's lives. And one of the ways you study religions is you study the actual religious textbooks and you study books that are about the religious textbooks mm-hmm. or the religious, not textbooks necessarily, but they're, they're holy books, you know, whatever the, the central book is, assuming they have a book. Um, you know, what the Quran. 
you can study the Quran without necessarily becoming a Muslim. You can yeah. study the Book or of Mormon without yeah. becoming a Mormon. You can study the Bible without becoming a Christian or, or Jewish or, or whatever. Uh, it's just, it's, it's something generally that is worth studying. It's got an awful lot of history reported in it. Uh, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like it, in an academic setting that just getting rid of certain books because they might have something <laughs> that you, don't you know agree. in them that you don't agree with yeah. or that you don't think your children should see. How many children are checking the Bible out anyway? I, that was another question too. How many people are? Well, it's like the kids guy, are going into the, the library. And it's going, like one guy said. He said it's not like it has pictures Bible. in it. I mean, some Bibles have pictures, but not photographs. Yeah. And even the ones that have photographs, it's just pictures of, like, Israel and stuff like that. They don't necessarily... They don't have pictures of begatten. Like, you know, here's the River Jordan. Here's what it looks like now. Rob in uh, Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. What do you think? Uh, well, I, I worship at the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not super religious. Do you, oh, no, yeah, do I'm still you, stacking my sandbags. Do you guys have your own, um, uh, do you guys have your own book? I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, hyperbole. Probably anyway, an, Italian, uh, and, uh, an Italian cookbook, I would imagine. Chris, like you, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. That's, okay. Anyway, lots of sauce. Right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you, you just kind of beat me to one point here. How many elementary and middle school kids do you know that have the attention span to read <laughs> small print, double column? Wow. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm a big fan of the Old Testament, largely because I like the uh, smiting, mm-hmm. like the angry God, uh, you know, the Zeus type. Mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, the, it, it is obviously like a kickback at banning, like, uh, God, I can't remember the names of the books that they they banned here. And again, no books were banned. It's it, like this is a, a non-issue the way I see it. I see. I wonder now. now can you, you have a if book? If you really want your kids to learn the Bible, like homeschool and send them to a religious school, yeah. or here's a thought: spend time with your kids. There we go. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder would they ban like a book of say Bible stories that are aimed at children? It's another good question because those stories wouldn't necessarily have the parts in them that they apparently consider to be yeah. vulgarity or even you know egregious violence. Uh, but they would be from the same source material. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Uh, what are that your thoughts? Sandbags thing still is funny, by the way. What's that? The sandbags thing still is funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to weigh in, go ahead and weigh in right now. You can email us too. Uh, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. We do have a couple phone lines open. If you want to weigh in with your thoughts, uh, go ahead and feel free. We'll get to more of your phone calls and emails coming up after news. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Good evening, everyone. I'm Kelly Chapman. And I'm Bob Evans. The King James Version of the Bible has been removed from multiple Davis District schools. This after a committee found it contained both vulgarity and violence. Fox 13 News reporter Chris Arnold spoke with a Utah lawmaker tonight who sponsored a bill just last year prohibiting certain sensitive instructional materials inside public schools. We should have seen this coming, shouldn't we? I mean, if you're going to ban certain books because of what they talk about, shouldn't all books be removed from the library? Now, that's not the way I feel, by the way. 
I feel the same way about any of the other books that we've had here talking about in public libraries and school libraries. Um, we talked earlier this year about the legislature looking to um, get rid of certain books in, in school libraries. And I feel that no books should be relo- removed from the library. And I won't say no books. Like, you don't want Playboy and Penthouse in libraries, but uh, in school libraries. But those those books should be available if parents want their children to be able to 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 read them specifically and we we talked about there are a couple libraries here in the state that put their books behind the librarian's desk and can only be checked out with the parents expressed permission mhm I feel the same way about the Bible, because there are certain things. First of all, I would be hard-pressed, and, and this was brought up by a listener, who is checking out in elementary school uh, the Bible to read? Probably a not question. a single one, because most kids aren't even going to be able to understand it, right? For the most part. I'm well, talking the King King James Bible. If I, you were to I read just, that... I, you know, it's, I think most... As an adult, I have trouble understanding it. Most families probably have one at home. Most American families, not a, not all American families, are Christian. Or, no, no, or uh, you know, read the Bible. But I think a lot of them have it at home. Uh, then the kids don't necessarily grab it at home and read it for fun. Scott in Montana, where are you? Where are you listening to us in Montana, Scott? I'm right above the Yellowstone, boys. Are you really? Right. Are, now, are you listening on uh, on uh, one of our apps, or are you listening on 670 AM? No, I'm on the app, Okay, no, honestly. All right. It's like I've been with you guys forever, and I love this discussion. God yeah. bless you it's for right. listening. All right, what do you think? Well, here's the thing. My foundation in my family was built on the biblical word, and... I stepped away for a moment to be a science man and then had a career as a coordinator in science in Idaho. And then it's kind of like, you know what? There's no defining fence between the two. There is not. And it's like somebody banning something. I mean, we have a right to knowledge. And so let people choose. But let me go back. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give you guys some accolades, and that is you raised some really good discussions. And honestly, it's kind of like, what, what, what? It's just like up here in Montana, they're banning TikTok. Are you kidding me? Well, anyway, yeah, I, I mean, you, you, you can probably find salacious things on TikTok. I look at TikTok, you know, every couple of days. But the oh, things yeah. that the things that I follow aren't, uh, you know, the, the, there's there's nothing really you'd want to ban about it. I mean, I no, back, there are people who like walk around New York City and Las Vegas and show what they're looking at, and I watch that on TikTok once in a while. It's kind of boring most of the time. You just showed me a squirrel going down another hole. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you guys are amazing, and I just had to chime in. And it's like my foundation was biblical. Well, we appreciate the call. Appreciate your thoughts, too. No, attaboy. All right. (laughs) Thanks, Scott. Uh, Gordon, New Plymouth, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. What are your thoughts? Is the the Bible something that should be, you know, taken out of elementary schools or at least have adult supervision? Or is this just a way to get back at all the other books that were being banned? Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder if 
What would the Supreme Court say about that? Like if some school district uh, resisted removing the book and and took it to a higher court and a higher court, and then the Supreme Court of the United States could decide whether people in a community had the right to ban the Bible in their public school. Well, I, I think they do. I think banning of books is pretty silly. I think it's sad how many books have been taken out for reasons. Of, now, you know, I, I just want to be—I want to be specific here. Sorry to interrupt you, Gordon, but um, you think you think banning of books is um, ridiculous? Now, is that is that all books? Is this just the Bible that you're concerned about, or are these books? Do you feel the same as some of the books that were being talked about in the Nampa Library District, for instance, in the state legislature, these books being banned? Uh, Meridian Library, do you, do you believe those should also be allowed to stay, or should they be taken out of the libraries? I, I think probably uh, most of the books that are being banned should probably stay. But And even if, you, if somebody had trouble with one, they could... I was thinking redactions. That's why I made the call, because you could redact the part of the Bible that was somebody found offensive, right? You know, you talk about the condition of a man on his wedding night as he heads into the bedroom somewhere. Well, we can redact that part and save yeah. the 23rd Psalm. Yeah, uh, exa- well, exactly. Nathaniel was reading as part of, like, you know, the Song of Solomon or Song of Songs. And, yeah, there were some reasonably descriptive things in there, but I don't think the average kid would probably even find that in the Bible. But who knows? Well, well they, they might now that we're, we're talking about it. <laughs> uh, like, well, we're a funny society. You know, we have no problem with uh, John Wick killing 140 people uh, in the presence of our child on the screen. Yeah. 140 in the last movie. And, you know, well, what would Jesus rather have a kid watch? You know, somebody making love or somebody cutting somebody's head off, you know? <laughs> and our society just got that completely turned around. It's uh, so sad. Yeah. And, of um, course, somebody's going to answer that by saying, perhaps he wouldn't want you to watch any of that stuff. Thank you for the oh. call. Thank you for the call, Gordon. Appreciate it. Um, Sandy writes in, begat means to father, produce. Mm-hmm. Um, I did look up the uh, definition of begat, and that might be one part of the definition, um, but begatten does also um, mean sex. Begat, begets, begetting, begot, begotten, to produce offspring by sexual reproduction, used especially of a man. So you could be out begatting around. To procreate, yeah. So, I mean, it does. And for those of you who maybe have never read the Bible, you don't think that it's very salacious at all? Nathaniel, would you read one of those passages from the Bible that, um, you know, uh, I, I'm going to have to basically cover my ears because I got a, a little embarrassed when you read this. You mean Ezekiel 28 through 29? Yeah. Ezekiel give, give, give 16, 28 through 29? Okay. Thou hast played a whore also with the Assyrians. <gasps> what? I played a what? Played a whore also with the Assyrians because thou wast unsatiable. Yea, thou hast played a harlot with them, and couldst not be satisfied. Thou hast, moreover, multiplied thy fornication in the land of Canaan unto Chaldea, and thou wast not satisfied herewith. This is the word of God. Hmm. Talking about whores there. I don't, I don't understand a whole lot else of what was said, but I heard the word whore. Well, it can be used to describe frost. I don't think that I didn't hear any frost in that particular spelled, passage. Spelled differently, of course. If you want to get right down to it, 
I mean, there's some of the same stuff that we're talked about in some of the other books that were being banned. And like I said, mm-hmm. part part of this, I truly believe, is just a way to get back at conservatives who would flip out if the Bible is banned for being they, banned for the same reason that some of see, the other they, books were being banned. They they made a movie out, out of that passage. It's called She's Gotta Have It. <laughs> Which, by the way, Spike. probably wouldn't be allowed to be shown in elementary schools, right? Spike Lee. No, it was rated R. It probably yeah. wouldn't. John in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KVOI. Good morning, guys. Yeah, I had to jump in on this one. Boy, howdy. You got so many things going in different directions. I'm glad someone explained the got to you that you're not so offended now. And I'm wondering if the objection from the woke crowd is that these connotations to sex or any other thing in the Bible is written in a, in a negative light, and they want to put out homosexuality in a positive light. That's what we're objecting to. So they're, they're playing apples and oranges. However, the Bible, you were alluding to it earlier that you can't understand it, it's written in fifth grade English. The King James Bible is fifth grade. Now, if you can't understand thee and thou, it's like three-letter words. In fact, uh, yeah, three-letter words. It doesn't take a, a third grader very long to figure out three-letter words, cat, dog, all that stuff. It's very simple. Um, the other Bible. I, I don't necessarily agree with you that it's very simple. I, I mean, the part that Nathaniel just read. You don't have, just, to, agree. Just you don't read. have to agree. It simply is. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't agree you don't. with me, it's you're wrong. Well, yeah, well guess what, yeah. John? I'll say, I'll say the same thing to you. If you don't agree with me, you're wrong. Nathaniel just just read from the King yes. James Bible. Yes, and Joe Biden is. I am the way for- beyond fifth grade, and I yeah. I graduated college. Um, that was a little under hard for me to understand. So well, when I give you my opinion, that my opinion can't be wrong. So what, Joe, what they just read in, uh, what was it, Ezekiel? Yes. Is playing the whore. Yeah, Joe Biden's playing the whore for Hey, uh, the, Joe Russia. Biden was never mentioned in that. <laughs> he wasn't Joe even Biden, around when exa- that happened. It's an example of what's going on in, in politics. That, that's about politics. It's not about sex. Ezekiel. Mm, it could be, maybe. No, it is, and the and how they how God punctuated it was it's it's as bad as a whore. That's you are acting as bad as a whore by whoring yourself out to other nations, to Russia, to uh, to uh, Ukraine. That's China. That's okay. all the exact so same thing. Don't don't you then have to know what a whore is to know that you're acting that badly? Well, who doesn't? Especially a guy. <laughs> um, maybe a third grader? Well, it's not made Second for third grader? grade reading. It's I, made for I, third grade I, reading. I understand you, that, but it is in elementary school, so that's, you, that's the question. Oh, it's oh, like, oh, why oh. is it, if it's not made for third, second and third graders, why is it in the school to be allowed well, you, for second and third graders to read? You, re- you read the parts of your level of reading. That's, what, that's how you do that. Not only that, i got a fun fact for you. The very first uh, publication by the U.S. Congress way back in whatever, whatever date, the very first authorized publication was the King James Bible as a primer for reading for kids to learn how to read with. Look that up and chew on it a while. So we're talking about our nation's history and where it, what's it established on and a design that's, that's 
uh, that's designed to tear it down. That, and that's all this is, is designed to tear it. And I heard you say that. So I know you kind of agree with me on there. That that's all no, I agree with. I agree with the whole thing. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree. Second and third graders are going to be able to uh, uh, understand the King James Bible, and that's you know kind of. I I, I want to get the thoughts of people and and whether or not they believe this is similar to some of the other book bannings going on, um, because I don't. I I I'm of the belief that you don't ban any books. You know, you may have to have parents say whether or not they want their children's doing it, but I don't think you do that by just getting rid of books. That's my personal opinion. Thanks for the call, 208-336. Just really quick here, Jeff Froden, and he says, get thee behind me, Donald Trump. (laughs) 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Last segment on the way. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.52. According to the Salt Lake Tribune newspaper, the parent who complained uh, said the King James Bible has no serious values for minors because it's pornographic by our new definition. And that refers to the 2022 book ban law put into effect by the Utah legislature. Utah Utah state lawmaker who wrote the 2022 law had previously dismissed the Bible removal request as a mockery, but changed course last week after calling it a challenging read for young children. Traditionally in America, the Bible is best taught and best understood in the home and around the hearth as a family, Ken Ivory wrote on Facebook. So he kind of changed the way he was thinking, even though he originally thought that it was, and it still may be, just a mockery of the law that was passed in 2022. But now he's saying, well, maybe this should be taken out of the schools and talked around, what did you say, hearth <laughs> and family? Um, which, I, I mean, and that's part of the thing with the other books also. It's like, and, I, and I've said this, why does one parent get to make a decision for my children, because they're because they're noisy, exactly. Because the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm-hmm. They don't often get greased, but they do get the grease. How long before you see this happening in Idaho? I give it till the rest of the year before somebody tries to do this. I'll give it till ten o'clock this morning. I don't think that six, I don't, six more minutes. <laughs> I don't think it's going to come that fast. I, I just see this happening now because somebody's going to say, "Hey, look, yeah, yeah, they're right. This this does not meet some of the standards that they're complaining about. The Bible should also be thrown into this, and then just like I said, to make conservatives lose their mind over it for no other reason. You you better believe this is something that is going to be happening in the next le- legislative session. Lisa wrote in to say, don't act like they're banning the Bible in Utah. They're never going to do that. They're simply uh, saying that uh, a child should have, I can't read the word here, but uh, I think it's basically supposed to be some instruction. No, they're not. They're not banning the Bible in Utah. They're just banning it out of this one school district, and it's not allowed. That's still banning, right? Even though it's not, it's not banned for the state, it's not banned for all schools, yeah. just this one school district. It's still banning. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, that's about all the time we're going to have for today. Uh, however, we do have more emails that are coming in on this uh, that we will get back to tomorrow. If you want to weigh in, continue. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Also tomorrow, I uh, didn't get to this today, we will be talking about the new Oregon gun law. It goes to federal court today. We'll get your thoughts and input on that. Guarantee we're going to have a lot of time to talk about it because this is going to go all the way to the Supreme Court, no matter who wins. We'll do that coming up tomorrow morning. Have a great rest of your day.